Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and I have with me from an undisclosed, mysterious location, Father Alec Scott. Father Alec, thank you for joining us. Pleasure to be here. How is Washington, D.C.? It's beautiful. The weather is perfect. It was cool and crisp, and we chopped down a tree today at the Catholic Student Center, which is, like, pretty epic to watch. These guys up in the tree, like, chainsawing. That was always It was fun. awesome. Yeah. I agree. It was cool. Anyway, today we are going to do a little, um, I don't know, current events episode, even though by the time this comes out, it probably won't be that current, but who knows, you know. <laughs> It, it, it's already like not that current. Yeah, exactly. And we're so we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about um, the situation about the uh, the priest in Detroit, and there's one in Oklahoma City who discovered that they were not only were they not actually priests, but they weren't baptized. They weren't actually Catholics because the deacons that baptized them baptized them in the name of baptized them we baptize you in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit instead of i baptize you in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and that is an invalid baptism so father alec yes. why why and, is this a big deal yes so if you've heard about this story which i imagine it was pretty national news i, I don't know i mean i run in catholic circles obviously yeah exactly so national news for catholics i imagine <laughs> yeah and i imagine most catholic bites listeners are attuned to all those things however um, so if you've heard about this, we're going to try to give a little bit of our own, our own take on it, but it's a fair question. And the first question that people would ask, and I think that we, we should tackle this first is, isn't this just Catholic minutia? Isn't this just, you know, Catholic sort of like police run amok and now we have to do all this extra, whatever, whatever, whatever to make this better when really we could have just left it alone. Cause God obviously isn't going to screw up like this. How would you respond to that, Father Conrad? Yeah, I think it's it's a question of one, the the God like gives us the sacraments in order that through these visible signs he can communicate his grace. And as soon as you stop doing what the church intends for you to do in the sacrament, then you're no longer like that channel of God's grace is no longer there. It's the when as soon as the signification is the technical theological term, as soon as the signification is not present, the sacrament is no longer present. Which is why, yeah. like, if, if, if God—what is happening in baptism? Jesus Christ is cleansing someone's soul, not the community, not, like, the random people who are there, but Jesus Christ is doing it. And the priest or deacon or whoever is doing the baptism stands in the place of Jesus. And so by saying, we baptize you, you're, you're inherently saying that, no, this is something else. This isn't what baptism is, and that's why it's no longer valid. It's the same thing with any yeah. of the sacraments. I mean, you know, if you mess around with it, sure. then it stops that signification. Yeah. I mean, immediately for me, it's like, look, if you think that the words that you say don't matter, it kind of implicitly suggests to me that you think you're the important one in this transaction, right? That exactly. you're the one who's doing this miracle of, re- of forgiving sins and rebirthing someone in the love of Christ. And it's like, I don't think that, I, I, to be clear, I don't think that the deacons had any intent like that, as if to say, like, you know, they're the, they're the, the wielders of power, et cetera, et cetera. But there's an implicit understanding, um, or lack of understanding, if you say, well, these words can be changed because, you know, I'm, I'm my, own, my own guy, and I'm, I'm, I'm hip, and I'm ready to, to, to and I, whatever the motivation was, I'm not trying to, to be too hard on anybody, but, like, I'm my own guy, I do it my own way, and I think this will connect with the people better. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're kind of missing the point. 
we're not in charge of these things. We're, we're guardians of these things. We, we give these things to the people. You know, just like if, if somebody asked me to, to watch over their, their house or something and I decided I was just going to use my own house key because, you know, that's what's on my keychain already. And it's like, well, that's obviously not going to work. Yeah, no, and I think it's that that mindset of of is this actually connecting someone? I, I think sometimes there's a mindset amongst even even like pious Catholics that that the sacraments in some sense are just like coming. It would like the baptism is just kind of a ceremony we do to celebrate the birth of a new child, as sure. opposed to the actual bringing about of grace in the child's soul through the sacramental signs. It's like it's not like God that is watching the baptism happen then it's like okay now i'm going to bring grace it's through the sign itself which is both yep. the the pouring of the water and the saying of the particular words through that itself grace is brought into that child's soul now god can work outside of baptism but um but god chooses to work through these as the ordinary channels of his grace and that's something that yeah like you said we have to be stewards of we can't change it on our own you know it's it's something that in fact, Jesus was the one who gives the words of baptism. So yeah. we, we, we can't make that change. It's something that is passed down to us. Uh, and it's not yeah, about absolutely. me. I think fundamentally, you know, and this is, this is where things can get complicated, but it is really, um, it's an act of humility. If you read the baptismal formula or the baptismal prayers or the words of institution or any of the sacramental words, you know, for weddings, for mm -hmm. anointings, for for forgiving sins, if you read those words and you say, "Man, I don't think this is a very beautiful prayer," um, then you're at this this kind of crossroads where you can say, "Well, I'm going to take control of the liturgy and make it my own, kind of in in my own image that I that I think is is kind of subjectively, or even you could argue like I think is objectively more beautiful," or I can cede to the church on this and say. You know, this isn't exactly how I would do it, but this is what the church is giving to me, and I have a responsibility to hand it over. Yeah, and I think that's the key. And I, I, we, we've kind of talked around this a little bit already, but like the key is that recognizing that it's not about me, it's not about yeah. my persona or my, this is how I say Mass, this is how I do anointings. It's, it's not about that. It's about Christ. And his grace, like people don't come to priests for the sacraments because of a particular priest, or they shouldn't. They no, come to priests they because they because they want to meet Jesus Christ. And when you insert yourself and your own desires into that, then you can block that channel to Jesus Christ, and it can just be all about you. And that's not the goal of the sacraments, and that doesn't lead to the sanctification of souls. I wonder, yeah, real. No, I agree. Yeah, and I wonder real quickly before before we go, um, we still have some time, but um, if we can explain. Can you explain why it is that he's he these these priests were not actually priests because of this baptism? Absolutely, sure. So, um, it, to put it in just like the the simplest form possible, in a certain sense, um, being baptized awakens your soul. It gives you rebirth in the life of grace. So you're born to a spiritual life when you're baptized, and if you're not baptized you're not able to receive the graces of the other sacraments. Um, if you read even, even canon law, which is not the scripture, but it, it'll, it'll make clear reference, you know, any person desiring baptism can be baptized, um, and every other sacrament can be received as long as you are baptized. Uh, but you have to be baptized first because you have to awaken within yourself that spiritual life that can then, uh, the, then, then the Lord can work through, and the Lord can, uh, can give you the graces 
of the other sacraments. So when a priest is not baptized and he finds and he knows that he's not baptized, um, in a certain sense, there's no living spiritual life. It's it's a, it's it gets complicated because obviously the spirit this this priest had received grace in his life through what we'd call like extraordinary kind of non-standard means, but he has no spiritual life with which that sacrament can stick to his soul, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit of a messy metaphor, um, but basically he wasn't spiritually alive to be able to receive the gift of Christian, so to speak, fatherhood, Christian priesthood, standing in the, in the person of Christ. And so he was not able to then perform the sacraments because it's not just a title and it's not just a position, but it's a real change to a person that occurs on the baptized person's soul. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's, that's why there was this big... We have to find everybody who we can, who um, who we have to find everybody who we can who's who has received sacraments from this priest, and we have to make sure that they get them uh, properly done by a properly ordained priest. Yeah, could you imagine like discovering that all this time you hadn't been a priest, and then you, all the masses that you said but you didn't actually say, and all the confessions you heard yeah. but you didn't actually hear, and like it's just a total mess. Which is another reason why. You just have to be humble and do what the church tells you, you know, <laughs> like, the, Absolutely. like they, they, this is such a disaster. This is actually a, a question on one of our, um, the, the God rest his soul, Bishop Christian's uh, um, uh, sacraments exam that we took in, in seminary. Like this was actually his yeah. question <laughs> and, and yep. like, what do you do and what's valid and what's not? And the whole thing can just be solved if we just do what the church asks us to do. Moral of the story, Absolutely. just do what the church asks you to do. So Father Conrad, just in case people have not fully do- dove into this, I will now just, just one like addendum question. So it, it is, it's clear why it's so important that priests follow, at least I think it's clear, I hope we made it clear for everybody, why it's so important that priests follow the sacramental form and the sacramental matter. And deacons. But should, and and say it again. And deacons. Deacons should follow it too. These were And deacons, deacons, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Everyone who is performing a sacrament should do it according to the church's um, intention and matter and form. But should our listeners now be worried that their sacraments are not valid because, you know, they were babies and they received them and maybe they, you know, they did the time, the timing or the place or whatever gives them fear. What would you say to that? Yes. Panic. Panic right now. <laughs> Just like shred your, you shred your, shred your baptismal certificate and go find the nearest priest. And no, it's uh, clearly get rebaptized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we shouldn't pack because the church presumes validity. And like baptism is a sacrament that the church makes as easy as possible to receive. Even someone who is not baptized can perform baptism in an emergency. You just have to intend in some vague way what the church intends and to say the words and pour the water. So like even if you're on a desert island and you want to become Catholic and there's no one else there except for one other dude who happens to be a Hindu or something like that, you can have him go and baptize you. Um, if it's, if it's a, a matter of, you know, of, of urgency, which it would be, I think if you were on a desert island and shipwrecked or something like that. So it's, yeah, have, have, you know, of course, if you come across a tape of yourself, you know, of your baptism, and you notice it says, we baptize you, or I baptize you in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, or Sanctifier, or, or whatever, something else, then yeah, then, you know, go talk to your priest and go get yourself uh, baptized. But, baptized, um, yeah. But it's, it's something like, we can trust in the goodness of God, and we can, we want to be 
certain in the sense like if you if you were near one of these parishes or or whatever you know you heard about a priest you know who happened to be serving where you were baptized you know yeah go check it out but otherwise just allow allow don't don't be anxious about it because the church presumes the validity of baptisms and most most priests you know most people have been following the rules thanks be to god yeah and even if and we we you know even if I forget the father in Detroit's name. Even if, if father had never, if he, if he had somehow never found out that his baptism was invalid, in that case, we presume in the mercy of God, right? We can't oh, exactly. all be held accountable for something that no one knows about. And that's the exactly. basic principle we operate under. If it's, if it's not knowable, then we presume the validity. And that's always been the church's teaching. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Father Alec, for delving into this maybe still current event. And um, if you like to listen to this podcast and other intricate sacramental theology topics, find all of our archives at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on iTunes and you just click the subscribe button and Father Alex's dulcet tones will come straight to your phone uh, with some regularity. So uh, (laughs) thank you all for listening and uh, God bless you.